What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with some very interesting people, always with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yes. And today we have a very special someone in front of us who's yeah. been on our podcast three times already. Already three, yeah. Three. Thought, oh, wow. That's yeah, crazy. I googled it just now. I think the first you came in, we were in the 200s, no, episode 200s, yeah. 217. Uh, and yeah, with us today, we have marathoner slash law student and potential future lawyer slash newly married man slash uh, com- competitor in the upcoming Stand Chart Marathon slash uh, influencer online. Mm. Uh, none other than Soru Yong Mr. Soul is back Welcome back Mr. to my so- podcast guys <laughs> yeah, Welcome back to your podcast <laughs> You're regular yeah. you, you know yeah. how You know how it goes with you, right? yeah. this, is, this is the fourth time right? Yeah fourth. Yes. Well, Nice Fourth nice, time man nice. The last time you came I think the context was You had just Won the silver medal at the, ah, the Sea Games, yes, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, you literally, he literally brought the Sea Games medal. My first time ever touching a Sea Games medal. Uh, the weight was very hefty, and then he brought it and took it out of his jeans pocket and put it on the table. I remember that. <laughs> and he was literally right? say, "Oh shit, real! It would be cool if you brought your medal." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I brought it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Gotta yeah. share the joy with my favorite podcast, yeah. right? But but that was also like um like yeah that was right after Sea Games, so there was that high. But it was also before. You know, the whole saga about the Asian games and SNLC and everything as well. Mm. So, um, it was, yeah, even as you released the podcast during a period, uh, some of that stuff happened. And people uh, were on our, people who listened to that podcast that we did together were asking, oh, is that is there a reason why you guys like didn't release this before? Or was it very touchy and all this? So, so there actually was, I almost felt for a second like we were part of that, that everything that was going on uh, because mm. our podcast came out exactly around that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, but here we are. Yeah. You know, uh, well, I think that speaks to the crux of the issue, right? That, yeah. That people don't actually understand what's so wrong with, um, what's the reason behind this justification, what's the justification behind this non-selection? Mm. Yeah. yeah. People don't know. People are guessing because it's not clear. There's no clear reason. Yeah. 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 Well, what was your your whole experience, because I remember on that podcast, you were telling us the selection is going to be announced in next week or the week after. Yes. And I could see that you were kind of like, like excited, looking forward to representing Singapore again. And so that when that came out, just, just what, what exactly happened? So if I were to go back, and this happened uh, half a year ago, so yeah. this mm-hmm. is purely based off my memory because yeah. I, I I didn't know I I mean I didn't we didn't pre- prepare questions in advance I didn't prepare yeah. any answers in advance but I think that's the way to do it. Six months ago, um, like you said, came back from the Sea Games. Um, Sea Games went well. I thought I performed really well, especially on six weeks. Um, six weeks, six weeks notice that yeah. I'll be running the Sea Games. So I've been to three Sea Games, right? Twenty fifteen. I had half a year to prepare for SEA Games, ran the marathon, got to go. Mm. 2017, again, I think I had maybe six months, eight months. I won the marathon by a much bigger margin, two minutes, got to go medal that. Then I missed the 2019 and 2021 SEA Games. Uh, 2023 SEA Games, I was only told that I was going with like six weeks to go. So mm. my preparation was very truncated and I wasn't able to go for my, my, my best event, my marathon. I went in the 5 and 10K and I... Managed to come back with a silver medal. So mm. I've been to three SEA Games and came back with three medals. So, so mm. I think my record has been quite, uh, quite as, as far as performances go, I've been quite happy to maintain that. But I think uh, what was really special about the SEA Games that just happened was that I think there was a, there was a viral video that went around mm. after the SEA Games where 
I helped an Indonesian competitor who had missed this uh, water water bottle at the station, and mm. I thought that generated a lot of positive publicity for Singapore. It was, it was actually on the same day that the Singapore esports team got into a quarrel mm. with the Indonesian esports team, yep, and yep. you know we were getting a lot of hate from the Indonesian sports fans. So, but then mine happened. My my race happened within the next hour or two. So journalists were telling me, hey, thanks, man. Like you really potentially saved us from World War Three <laughs> because the Indonesian fans they're they are very very passionate, yeah, and they're very very um expressive about their 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 their, their opinions, especially with regards to sports. So, uh, that kind of like help help soothe relations. So I thought I thought I did my part. Um, um, uh, carried carried us well, not just in performances, but in how you conduct yourself as a competitor in mm. the arena as well. Yeah. So I would say I was, I was a little bit surprised because I, I started hearing rumblings on the ground that, like Ryong, something is happening, something is happening, but people weren't very sure yet. But the general census from people in the know was that they felt someone they said they didn't feel good about the Asian game selection. I, I don't know if someone from within talked, mm. Mm. and it's very possible because it seems like there was a concerted effort to dig out months of social media posts mm, mm. listen to every word and like tran- and transcribe every single line of every podcast I had done between March and May this year mm. there's a lot of effort mm. so, so I mean the, the, just to clarify for people who don't know the there was a 36 page document that I believe the Straits Times had access to mm. that detailed like mm. what you mentioned uh, a lot of so-called uh, transgressions that the SNOC found issue with. Yeah. So do you do you want to yeah. read out some of this uh, supposed transge- uh, tran- transgressions so we can see uh, what I, you mean the exact? We, we don't even need to read it out, but yeah. I do remember how extreme some of them were. There was, okay, there was one podcast that we appeared on, the Silver Fox podcast, right? Yeah, with Shashi. Uh, yeah. With, with, sorry, Shashi, right? His name, yeah. Mm. And I think there was, they, they quoted your, the, your use of the F word, the F bomb. <laughs> on the podcast multiple times. Uh, I mean, I'm just going through the greatest hits of Harish. Like, that. Don't, uh, let me know if, if that, I miss out mm, anything big. Mm. Uh, you took a picture with Titus Low mm-hmm. and there was a comment, come bro threesome, that they also found found issue with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titus Low being the only fans, the Singaporean only fans creator, yeah. quite notorious. Um, I believe also uh, that, that they even, certain things that you said where I think you quoted Jose Mourinho and and uh, things that Jose Mourinho has said to the press as well were also. But well, the the line right. was, if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, have uh, I mean, like, just one thing. Apparently, from the Silver Fox podcast, it was a one hour and thirteen minute podcast, and they found twenty issues. Mm. Yeah, twenty issues with the podcast. So they included uh um comments with, with about your public spat um with Ashley Liu um mm. and certain things like when you were asked on what representing the country meant to you. And you explain, yeah, it would mean different things for everyone. So I think an example how it can overwhelm others. Um, yeah, then comments to media. Uh, yeah, so I mean, just reading it also, it feels like, um, yeah, that it's not, it's not, it's like a lot of subjective issues. Uh, and, and yeah, so, so, Terrence, you know, you're saying the 36 page thing, mm. then that was the basis of not selecting you. Right. Mm. Yes, so I think you're absolutely right. A ton of subjective issues because to me, you know, I mean, I'm a law student. I learn I learn how to make a case. I learn how to argue a case and put forward cases to court. I think that's that's a high enough barometer to suggest that, you know, I I understand what it takes to support an argument. Mm. Now, 
if you want to push uh, a sentence, uh, in this case, a sentence is to disqualify someone from the from the games for whatever reason. All you need is one good reason. You don't need to find thirty six pages of of mm. subjective stuff and hope something sticks. Mm. All you need is one reason. For example, this guy was drunk driving. Mm. That breaks the law. He shouldn't. Uh, that sets a bad example. We should suspend him for a set period of time. Let's say one games or one mm-hmm. year or whatever it might be. Um, give him chance. Give him a. And this is his first offense. So maybe it's a maybe it might be a lesser lesser uh, lesser sentence. It could be a fine. But you know. That's usually how things work. There's an offense, you charge him for that offense, and then you sentence him accordingly. I think that's mm. that's criminal law, right? Mm. And of course, he has a chance to defend himself. There was no trial process or no. Mm. <laughs> there's mm. no evidence finding or anything with regards to this. Yeah. Quietly, obviously, they 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 spent. I don't. God knows how long they spent working on this, and they said, okay, we're not selecting him. And these are thirty. And these are thirty-six pages of reasons why. But but going back, did you have a chance to look at the document? No, you know, I I saw it after everything after, happened. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I saw it. Sorry, I take that back. I saw it before the non-selection was officially announced because mm. what happened was that Singapore Athletics got the document, and they 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 called me immediately. They were like, "Let's go through this. We may or may not agree with everything that they are their their point of view on these things. But mm-hmm. if you want to be selected." I we recommend just removing all the posts in question. Mm. So I said, okay, fine. You know, like, you no. Know, these some of these posts are like three months old, right? Like, yeah. why didn't they say it three months ago? Mm. Why why mm. did if they have an issue with it, nip it in the bud, right? Why why would you sit on something and then oh three months later you, three months ago you said this, two months ago you said that, one month ago you said this, therefore we're not selecting you. Mm. So it was, to me, and this is my opinion, uh, and let's be careful here because I don't want to potentially ruffle more feathers, but my opinion is that Somebody, this somebody, somebody decided that I shouldn't be going. Go find reasons why. Mm. Some poor fella had to trawl through the internet to find reasons why, transcribing podcasts and all these things. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, uh, find this and find that. I don't know if this is strong enough, so let's find something else. And because you can't find a strong enough reason, you have to keep mm-hmm. throwing throwing shit against the wall and hope mm. something sticks. Sure. You know, mm. so there's so a saying for that. But like you said, that is, I mean, your opinion lah, right that that's you, my you opinion think what that, happened but but i mean I, I only have my opinion there's no there's no no facts have been found because there's been sure. no hearing there's been yeah. no there's been no uh fact finding process it's yeah. just that, like it's like it's their opinion that this is uh subjectively not uh oh, sorry it's their opinion that i shouldn't be selected because of all these subjective issues so it's all mm-hmm. opinions but there's no like real process to it is what i'm saying got it got it yeah i mean i mean um I understand it, and I I think I was also felt very uh, sad and angry that mm. our top distance runner in Singapore, who just fresh off like a very high at the Sea Games and all, was suddenly for reasons that seemed uh honestly looked very petty la, right, was suddenly being barred in his prime from competing for a medal at the Asian Games. So I was very upset, and Harish knows that right? we yeah. talked about this a lot in the office and all. Um, but at the same time, I when I do bring up this topic to people. They have said to me, I, I've heard some people saying, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what it means to be a national athlete, right? To play by the rules that they, that the, the national organization set. And if they say that you have to set a certain example, that's what it is. Like, you just have to play by the, the, the rules. Like. Okay, and so what are the rules? What, what, what rule are they referring to? 
Uh, I mean, in general, they say like conduct that is becoming of a national okay, athlete. Okay, so, so conduct that's becoming of a national athlete. Mm. We had an athlete in Silat, I can't remember his name, got convicted in court for drunk, or was, in, was charged for drunk driving. I can't remember whether he was convicted or not convicted at the point of selection, but he was charged for drunk driving. Mm. And he was uh, selected to go to the Southeast Asian Games. Mm. Mm. So... Is that becoming of a national athlete? Mm, mm, so yeah. why is he selected and someone else not selected? I, I, I completely agree that, you know, as national athletes, there's a responsibility to set a certain example. I'm not one of those guys who say, no, you know what? F you guys. I mm. I do what I want. Mm. No, you don't tell me what to do. No, yeah. you know, I think I perform within my best ability to be a role model and national mm. athlete. I, I believe that um, many people consider me a positive role model. Um, if not, I wouldn't have amassed the 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 following that mm, I have. Mm. If no one if no one thinks I'm a good role model, why would they follow you? Why why would they listen to what you have to say? I don't mm. think I don't think I would have managed to do that. Um, especially after the Southeast Asian Games, I think people could see that you know, yes, I compete hard and I try to win, but I'm not like completely win at all costs. You know, like mm. especially at the Sea Games before medals, there's also I mean, apart from medals, there's also friendship, camaraderie, respect for your opponents and things like that, which mm. I think that I all, I believe in all those things. I don't mm. believe in winning at all costs because then we can just take drugs and and, mm-hmm. and, and avoid the and find a ways to avoid drug testing and and win. Yeah. And that's winning at all costs. I'm not a winner at all costs guy. I respect values and I, I have my value system and my set of uh, morals that I abide by. Mm. So if you're gonna and like you know the selection committee obviously has the discretion. They have a lot. I mean, if you read the selection um, criteria, it offers SNOC unlimited power to select mm. or deselect an athlete purely based on the the opinion of the selection committee. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you're gonna do that, you jolly well apply the same standards to every single athlete. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it the case that um, a drunk, an athlete who was caught for drunk driving, and this is brought up in Parliament, right? I'm not, I'm not throwing this guy under the bus. Pritam Singh brought this up in Parliament, mm. um, and asked why that athlete was selected to go for the Southeast Asian Games, even though he was caught drunk driving. Don't forget, mm. the athlete was Muslim, mm-hmm. so I think there's the multiple layers of. Um, of um, questionable behavior there. Mm. I'm not going to judge him. I'm not. In, I'm in no place to judge him. I mm. enjoy a drink every now and then. Um, I wouldn't drive after I've drunk. Mm. I think that that that's irresponsible behavior. You can actually you can actually kill someone. I mean, you're you're one bad decision away from killing someone when you're drunk driving, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, is that behavior uh, more acceptable than? What 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 did they say again? I can't remember. I can't remember mm. what the reasons they gave were. Uh, Cumbro I mean, threesome. Yeah. So, threesome. And then, so, do you, so you get disqualified for saying Cumbro threesome, but you don't get disqualified for drunk driving. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, you guys. I mean, you guys can give your give your input whether whether there's a consistent standard being applied here. And I think that um, anyone who says no is a little bit blind. <laughs> so so then in that whole process, because. Yeah. Because I remember when we recorded with you, you seem fairly optimistic or hopeful that you will be selected. There was right? nothing. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah, why wouldn't I be? So, so then yeah. after that, you said you heard some rumblings. Then the Singapore Athletics Association told you that okay, there's this document we yes. need to go through. So at that point in time, were were you already thinking, like, 
starting to feel that oh, you might not be selected or you were still hopeful? Um, well, I realized that someone in SNOC or some people in SNOC were out to get me out of the Asian Games. Because mm. I saw the document, I'm like, <laughs> with the effort of the level of effort that people are putting into like really uh minute and petty details. I mean, you can all the media reports that that wrote reported on this issue, the Rice Media did a great job of this. I believe that the consensus that the readers got and the and the um the view that was presented by 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 commenters and people was that these reasons are all incredibly inconsequential and petty. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I I live in the UK now, right? Like London, I go to I go to school there, but I also really enjoy being in London because there's a good sports culture in London. There's a high performance culture in the UK in general for sports. Sport, UK sport is one of the best um, um, countries. I mean, UK is one of the best countries in the world for sport. If you look at the Olympics, World mm-hmm. Championships, they are always like winning medals, even though they're not the biggest country in the world, but they hold their own against mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. many of the bigger countries and. You know, UK athletics, as far as I know, based on my interactions with the athletes, there's like you no, know, they're deciding which athletes get funding, where we go for altitude training camps, uh, selection of athletes, and that's all done by UK athletics. So similarly, Singapore athletics, right now at least, they're trying to do the same thing, planning out competitions with athletes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've not heard a single case of a UK Olympic Council coming in and telling the UK athletics who you can select, who you cannot select. This person posted that on social media. I mean, they are focusing on performance. They're, focus- they're focusing on training, funding, winning championships. And over here, we're talking about social media. When mm. you finally have someone that can actually run and win SEA Games medals. I mean, I no, no, no disrespect to any of the other dis- distance runners or track and field guys at the moment. If I don't run, we don't get a medal at SEA Games. It's, it's proven, right? Like mm. since 2015 until now, there's, there's, no, there's really no one else. And I think that... Um, Athletes that athletes like myself don't come by very often, mm. and I think that rather than um, spending time and w- wasting energy talking about, uh, I don't know, social media comments, mm. Cumbro mm. threesome, which was a joke by the way. Well, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't actually <laughs> trying to start a threesome. Mm. For context, um, I posted a photo with Titus Lowe. My friend Rajbir. Rajbir actually owns Iron. His dad, his dad owns Western Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, Rajbir is a good friend of mine. He, he, he joked. He was like, is this the start of your OnlyFans career? Mm. That was his comment. And my reply was, come bro, threesome. Mm. Mm. But, but, I see. So, and that appeared in a document to justify non-selection. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. mean, you guys can tell me whether that is sure. a little bit over the top or not. <laughs> I, I, do, I do want to just explore what you think about this. Like, because you are on the cusp of, you know, starting a, a career, a legal career, right? So that's like the corporate world and everything. And literally yesterday, Harish and I over lunch, we were talking about some of the the early learnings that we had in corporate life. Like, I, I mean, admittedly, even for me, as silly as it sounds, I didn't even, the, the concept of bringing a notebook to a meeting and taking down notes was foreign to me when I started my career. I think mm. for Harish, he had an incident with a banana. He brought a banana to a meeting with his high ups and then got scolded for it. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't start with a Harish yeah. and an incident with a banana. <laughs> okay, okay, no office. But, but anyway, my point is that the corporate world. Where, like, where are we working? SIA. SIA. Sorry, but but my point was that the corporate world has certain rules that maybe, you know, that that normal life, you know, that we don't have to abide by, right? Yes. So some people might say that being 
part of this uh, the international national athlete being part wanting to be uh, you know selected everything by SNOC sort of means playing by some of the unwritten rules even if it means not uh, upsetting certain people who you know who are who are leadership in the board and all that so they think selection should be based on like not upsetting certain people I mean that's what some people that's what people have said when I bring up this issue that how sad it is everything they've said that there's a game line and you just have to play. These are it, people like, who work in corporate. Corporate. But I mean, how many SEA Games medals have these guys won? They're, they're not talking about high performance. They're talking about molding in into a... Okay, let's let's talk about corporate. Mm. All right? Like, corporate life is... I think by all ways, it means I don't think you find people who genuinely enjoy corporate life. We, mm. we, we... We deal with it. Mm-hmm. We, um, I mean, what, what is corporate life, right? Corporate life is about companies. Companies are big. Corporations mm-hmm. are really big. So, to to be to like you know stay safe, yeah, and to function, there are rules in place to make sure that you know, um, employees abide by a certain set of standards. Mm-hmm. Employees are paid, by the way. So your, your company is paying you. This is the contract. You you abide by these standards. Mm. And I think this is covered in the Rice in, in the Rice Media mm. article where where Kimberly where Kimberly writes mm. that even in corporate life they're not policed like that. Mm. They're not policed mm. like that. And mm-hmm. they're paid. Mm. Athletes are not paid. <laughs> mm. Athletes are not paid. You know like and we it, at, how do you make a living as an as an athlete? No, you train, uh you either have a job outside or you have funding outside. Or you you make a career you make a career for yourself as a mm. as a personality. I think one reason why Singapore is really bad in sports, and no one's gonna disagree with me that Singapore is bad in sports, right? If Shanti didn't pull off a miracle uh, win at the Asian Games this year, we got we, we our Asian Games is actually very bad. It's one of the mm. worst Asian Games in in recent history, I think, like medal count wise. Uh, partly because Joseph Schooling was not was no longer competing for us particularly because the swimmers didn't have a particularly good meet and usually they are our bank for, mm, for medals. Mm. Shanti really saved the day. You can look, compare the medal count at this Asian Games compared to the previous ones, Shanti save us. Mm. Why don't we have athletes doing sports? Um, why don't we have like good athletes? It's, v- it's extremely hard in Singapore to live in an expensive country. Mm. The cost of living increasing. As an athlete, where are you going to get your income? Mm. You're gonna work in an investment bank and then try and run in your free time. You don't have free time as an investment bank. You're gonna be a lawyer and run in your free time. You don't have free time as a lawyer. Mm. Which jobs give you free time? To, and, and then and then when you do have a job that you know, uh, that that you might have some time to train. You're kind of you kind of stick out as a sore thumb as an athlete because your your social circle at work, your colleagues, they don't really do sport. We don't have that culture. Mm. After after work, they ask you to go for a drink. No, no, I got to I got to go to the track and run. Mm. So, oh, by doing that, you kind of like cut yourself off from a lot of like networking opportunities within the company or yeah. events or whatever. I mean, like as a serious athlete, you train every day, right? As yeah. a serious athlete, you train every day, one to two hours a day, mm-hmm. minimum. And if you're not doing that, you're not you're not, you're not going to be any good. Um, so um, that's why our standards are low. Mm-hmm. That's why you take me away, you don't win anything in distance running at Sea Games. But but it's I mean, not that I'm that good. Yeah. Just I'm the only one that's doing. Decent training. Sure, and, sure. No, no, I understand. Level, yeah. I understand that point. Uh, that that you know you can't balance in corporate and, and yeah. Okay, so sorry, I, I was getting but, digressed. But the point yeah. is, at least you want you want them to 
and then they run all these, like Sports Singapore, run all these branding workshops and you know, how mm. to create your own brand and all that kind of stuff. These are these workshops. I've seen some of them. They're they're run by uh people who have never marketed at have never been experienced at marketing themselves as an athlete mm. and making a living off of that. Mm. I saw one of the slides because it was forwarded to me. I was used as a negative example of an athlete, and like if you market yourself like in a controversy and all that kind of stuff, uh, it's it's gonna be harder to get sponsors to buy into you. Mm. I don't know why they chose to use me as an example. I can tell you that among all the athletes with sponsorship in Singapore, I'm ranked at the, among the top. Mm. I can count on one hand the athletes who may, maybe two hands, athletes that may have made more money than me through sponsorships. And there's mm. your Joseph Cooling, your Logan Yu, your Shan. Now, as of now, Shanti. Even last year, Shanti was probably not there. Mm. Um, I think I think that's so, it. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not even on their level when it comes to like you know Joseph's Olympic medal. Shanti's yeah. got Asian Games medal. Yeah. Can you can you actually interestingly hasn't won a major games gold medal yet? Like Sea Games at best he's silver, yeah, but yeah. he did have that one world championship world during the COVID yeah. year. So he he, had, he and like you know good looking boy. So yeah. he has the a bit of the uh Korean Korean look, right? So yeah. uh, chicks dig that. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry, sorry just to don't want to belabor the point but I no do worries. want to put on there that you know like when Shanti was on our podcast yeah, one thing she mentioned that really transformed the way she trained and everything was basically quitting her job and treating you know her mm-hmm. sports I mean her basically sprinting as her career right? yes. yes and that involved sacrifices beyond just like whatever it is on the field it's, it's on the track it also sacrifices in terms of like, do I eat this curry puff, this Ochangi curry puff, you know, in yeah. my free time? Do I meet my friends when I know I have something on tomorrow, training tomorrow? Yeah. I don't have a late night. I have to plan all these things. Advance. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be also that if part of the sacrifice involves stuff outside of performance, outside of like, uh, you know, the, the track, like let's say like in, Correct. I mean, in specifically in your case, it's in some sense, like what you said, networking and, being on friendly terms with everyone as an OC, if that's part of it, is that something you think that you would have done, would have done differently to try and you know get in the the good book so to speak of the the people as an OC, so that there's a high chance of you to to you know build this career in running as well. Well, I think that um, I think that it should athletes shouldn't have to um uh, what do you what do you call this. At least, like, they're not our clients, right? Like, okay, if there's a client that you have to schmooze to get a certain deal, fine. Mm. Mm. Do you expect every single athlete now to go and schmooze uh, the selectors to, to get selected? Then you get a bunch of athletes who are not basing off, you know, you're not choosing off performance, you're choosing off athletes that you like. Mm. And, that's mm. why we, and that's why we're shit. Mm. Mm. But, but, then, <laughs> but then, like, you know, like, let's say even in the media space, right? There are many times that uh, an aspiring creator, an aspiring personality feels that like it's even clear they have the talent. Yes, but yes. because the industry itself, it is not as meritocratic as people. You're think. absolutely right. Yeah, and because there's no objective, there's there are fewer objective ways to measure and the performance of an artist. Mm. Mm. But when we're talking about subjectivity, we're talking about track and field. We're talking about seconds. Mm. You're not going to tell me another sprinter is better than Shanti. Oh, in in, in an artist. Okay, maybe maybe this person sell more. CDs than that person or sell more mm. records than that person oh, but this person is younger with more potential you know like mm. better looking track and field no such thing if you're selecting someone to go for a competition you select your best guys mm. it's very clear now as I said there are some caveats to that yeah 
if I was if I was filmed kicking a cat or I had committed murder or I raped a girl or, or whatever it might be, then you disqualify me. I don't think I have anything to say. Yeah. Mm. But if you're going to say, oh, he posted this three months ago, come bro threesome. Of course, like, I'll be scratching my head. I was like, first of all, why didn't you tell me when that happened? Mm. Secondly, is that big? Is that, that big an issue? And thirdly, I, I, no matter whether I agree or disagree with you, I took it down. Mm. Mm. But you're still not going to select, uh, select me to go? I mean, that's, I, I think that uh, that was in the public discourse and obviously it's not a decision that I agree with. Why would I agree with it? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think this... So, so then what happened when you did find out? Because, okay, after like you I went said, through... Like I said, I took it down. No, so it. when you went through the document with uh, the Athletics Association, yeah. when the final decision came out, yes. there was no ability to appeal at all? Um, There was no ability to appeal because what happened was that the selection was actually done last year and I wasn't selected last year. Mm. We appealed after the SEA Games mm. and they rejected the appeal based on these things. Oh, so that was already oh, the yes. appeal. But that being said, we did email in, I did email in one more time after, super ironic because the guy who was going to my athletic association and telling them, hey, 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 well, all these things, 36 pages, all these things, was none other than Tan Chuan Jin. <laughs> So this mm. guy comes and complains about me using F word, using all these things. Uh, it's, it's like fairly minuscule and in, like petty, pet, in my opinion, petty things, and complaining about all these things to my athletics person. Hey, why, why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Mister Tan Chuanjin goes into Parliament, forgets that his mic is on, and uses the F word on another Parliament, mm. uh, another MP. Mm. I think it was James Lim. Mm-hmm. Did he apologize? No, he only apologized after he got caught. Oh, I, I didn't know. I, I only remember when I saw the thing. Okay, mate. Let's let's believe him. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Do you do you do you lose your job for saying that in parliament? Do you get kicked out? Do you get fined? No. What? So why are you taking an athlete out of a games because he used the F word? Never mind. Later, Mr. Tan Chuan Jin got into deeper trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Found out he has been having an affair with a mistress for three years. Mm. Three years, you know. So the whole time he's been judging my behavior as the SNOC president, he has been effing around outside, fooling the whole world that he's a family man of Christian values, mm. exposing all these moral values that, of the SNOC, telling athletes to maintain good conduct and be a role model and all this kind of stuff. When the president is like that, mm. is that I think that's double standards. Um mm. Yeah, I think that's incredible double standards. So I've already explained how the president of the SNOC is not living, not like it's, it's one rule for D, but not for me. I mean, like rules for D, but not for me. Mm. Not just that, it's rules for Mr. Drunk Driver from Silat, mm. but not for me either. Mm. And now when I give this into they they're going to they're gonna say that, oh, you bring spot to disrepute because you keep bringing up the Silat case. No, you're ignoring it. I'm, I'm addressing what the real issue is here. Mm. I think mm. there's double standards. No, I don't think uh, clearly there's double standards. Who is going to disagree with that? Has there been anything that has changed? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing when you email them, they didn't yield anything, right? Has there been yeah, anything they, that they were just like well, the decision is final? But has blah, there been blah. anything that that has transpired, like um, with with I don't know a- any of the discussions around what could have been done better, what should have been done, or like yeah, future I mean, games? I mean, like discussions with my athletics associations centered yeah. around like okay, to be honest. My athletic association was was surprised as well. They were like, "Oh, I mean, they looked at the document. They're like, 
I mean, so um, oh, what what choice do they have, right? Even if they disagree, SNOC has the one making the they are the final they are the final calls. I mean, like, so all this while, Singapore Athletics, like the governing body for track and field, has been nominating me for all these meets. Like, yeah, his behavior is okay. His performances are 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 there. Send and SOC reject. Send mm. reject. Send reject. So. The only one with a problem is SNOC. Mm. So back to what you said about, oh, play ball. It's not as if everyone thinks I'm not playing ball, you know. My, the specialists in the sport, which is Singapore Athletics, they know, they are the ones that specialize in developing, nurturing, and nominating athletes for selection. And, mm. it, and selecting athletes to go for world championships, all that kind of stuff. Only major games go on the SNOC. They are the ones, they, they think I'm fine. And they are the people I work closer with. They are the people that I tell them my training plan, my competition plan. Uh, they 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 provide like pretty pretty decent support. So Singapore Athletics, this new management has been great. They provide me with like I think it was like ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year for travel and competition money because I hit a Sea Games uh, and Asian Games like qualification qualification marks. So I went mm-hmm. to Valencia mm-hmm. recently and I broke the. I, so after I mean, basically I went to Valencia because I didn't run the Asian Games. I was like you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go here. Mm. I'm gonna go compete in a race that I don't have to deal with all that politics I'm going to show you that I'm still the best mm-hmm. I went there ran 1 hour 6 minutes and 45 seconds on route I also broke the 10 kilometer um, road record so 2 national records in, in one race meanwhile we didn't have a single distance runner at the Asian Games because no one else qualified mm. so that's the state of that's, that's, there was that, no that's other the, distance runner no one else qualified I was the only one that qualified Mm. I was the first distance runner in the history of the Asian Games to qualify from Singapore. Mm. We haven't had any other distance runners qualify for 10K or marathon. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. I just, qualify both. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to ask, so would you prefer, would you think it's better if SNOC has like very, just blanket rule saying, you know, at, athletes should not have engaged on their social media? Or not talk about things related to sex, innuendo, stuff like that on oh, social vulgarities. media. Vulgarities. on social media. Would you would you rather that they have that rule very clear so that you know exactly what you can, well, can do? Well, I, I, I think that it would be clearer mm. and then it would be easier for athletes to, to know what to skirt around because now we're guessing what. What, mm-hmm. do, what do they think is... I mean, if I say both of you okay, you guys go and qualify for this meet, but remember you have to be good role models and uh, by my definition, good conduct. Mm. And I can suspend you at any time. Next thing, I, I see something I don't like on your social media, I say, oh, that's not becoming of an athlete, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, come on, you guys use on podcasts. Mm. It's not, it's like, you know, podcasts, I mean, podcasts, I don't, what, what is your thought? Is it acceptable to use like the effort on the podcast? Mm. Like, uh, like I mean, I, Again, like so, so uh, similarly, there's there's no real rule against it. Yeah. We have gotten some feedback from listeners saying that they listen with their kids around. Can you, uh, especially Harish, stop using the F word ah. that much? <laughs> uh, but to me, like I mean, like our approach to this podcast is we try to keep it as real and as authentic as possible. Yeah, and that is how we speak. Yeah. Uh, so so it is a very important it's almost like kind of like the, the ethos of the podcast like. so is it wrong I'm sure some people might prefer if there's less swearing correct but if we want to keep it real and make sure we are bringing our authentic selves it is part of the conversation correct like. yeah but so, so that's it, part one yeah part two is 
if you happen to say, okay, let's say let's say the rule is you you cannot say fuck on a podcast, mm, mm. and it comes out, you know, like I was talking, oh, you know, that race that day I fucked this up, and then you're like, oh shoot, there's that what what penalty does that warrant? Mm-hmm. Does it warrant an apology? Does it warrant a fine? Mm. Does it warrant non-selection for for a major games that comes once every four years? Mm. I think there's a like like again, this comes back to law, criminal law. I, did, I mean, these are the foundations of rules. Every offense has a has to have a proportionate penalty. Otherwise, justice is not seen to have been done. Yeah. And I can tell you, SNOC gets a lot of backlash whenever they don't select me because it's not people do not see that justice has been done. Mm. It's, I, and, think, and I think it's infinitely clear. I would argue that the punishment ends up being all of Singapore gets punished. Eh? We get one less chance at a, a, a medal and one less chance of, you know, like someone really putting our flag on the, you know, at the podium and all. Eh? But, but I, it, it, talking about podcasts, I do want to ask you, um, do you, after, after everything, do you regret like going on the Silver Fox podcast then? You know, well, I don't regret that. because how would I have known that they would pick on all these issues? And even if I didn't go on the Super Hot Podcast, they, would, they seemed intent on finding things anyway. Mm. You can't tell me that they came out with their 36-page document. Mm. Have you guys seen the document? I've not read it. Okay, I'll arrange mm. for you guys to see the document. As, uh, uh, if, if, uh, let me check if that's possible. Mm. If you want to find, put it this way. Mm. This wasn't a fair trial. It wasn't a fair finding. Mm. It was, we, want, we don't want him to go let's reverse engineer a way to justify it. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. Maybe, potentially, when I had, okay, so because I mean, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of what happened, um, a lot of what happened, a lot of the, this, the unhappiness between, a lot of the, sorry, a lot of the dispute between myself and SNC centered around um, they're giving Ashley a sportsmanship award mm-hmm. just back in the day. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that it warranted an award. I didn't believe that that happened. But, you know, they 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 want to dig their heels in. Fine. Yeah. And then it's your award. Do, do whatever you want. But um, when I had that viral video going around, mm. I believe what happened is that a lot of people started sharing that video and a lot of people, a, a good number of people started tagging SNOC. <laughs> mm. And they're like, this is what true sportsmanship looks like. This mm. is proof. This is a video of true sportsmanship. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Is this guy going to win a sportsmanship? What? Mm. So I mean, I put myself in the shoes of SNOC, and let's say I I don't know, I don't know what their personalities are. I'm not them, mm. but let's say in theory I was a petty person. Would that make me happier or unhappier? Mm. I think it will make a petty person unhappier, mm-hmm. and like. Basket, this guy, we let him go and then now we're getting all this backlash for it. He's not going for the next one. Mm. I can see that being a scenario. I'm not saying that it happened. I'm saying it's a theoretical scenario. Mm. So you're, you're saying, you're speculating and, that it is almost like a direct response to some of the stuff that happened at SEA Games and all that. Maybe, maybe not. Of course, I mean, I'm not going to accuse anyone of that because sure. it's very easily deniable without proof. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just trying to like piece together a scenario where it happened because it's in line with all this like this petty action of like you know disqualifying an athlete for all these reasons. So so do you sometimes ever think that you you know like okay what if the past year I I really played by the rules you know and I like could I really be the real Soru Yong maybe like seventy percent but it is for 
the greater good of representing Singapore and winning a medal so that we can change this 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 mindset slowly la, rather than going head on. So like like Soryong minus yeah, no, no social no, no, media. No. Yeah, no yeah, social no, media. Let's say Soryong, you don't use social media. Yeah. So no podcast, no social year. media. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. But so you just zero. Yeah, I yeah, like just run and No, because my contracts that I make money from social media, why yeah. should I turn off social media for a selection? Mm. <laughs> uh, so there is that so, element. Yeah, okay, and like, okay. you know, end of the day, I'm me, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not someone's bitch. I don't tell like I'm not gonna be like oh you don't like this okay you don't like that okay mm. then that's what makes me a good competitor mm-hmm. I go you give me you give you, like you you give me pain I give you pain I'm not you don't, I, I'm, I'm not a bitch you do you don't I don't like someone gives me pain like okay okay you win mm. Mm. I think that's why um I actually think that's why Singapore doesn't have like many good like endurance runners endurance runners you need to you need to be a strong person you can't be weak. Sorry to say, I think that our system, especially when I observe this myself, we tend to hammer down the the outspoken ones, mm. the the ones that can be strong, rather than nurture, rather than nurturing them into becoming a stronger person, a stronger champion, a stronger athlete. If you look at every single good sports person in the world, they have a bit of a competitive streak. They have a bit of a they have a bit of a personality, right? Mm, mm. Ronaldo, Michael Jordan. Um, even Leo Messi, like Leo Messi, for many years, you like he was painted as the quiet one next to Ronaldo. Yeah, the World Cup, you can see like he's also, he's also got a fierce streak. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like you know, he was scolding one of the the Dutch players' yeah. stupid face or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny. I mean, like there's no reason to like oh he's did that. He's like Zidane, that. Zidane, World Cup winner, captain. Exactly, he's, it's a fantastic example. Ripped, but, yeah, yeah. Captain, role model. Like he's got a streak. Yeah, it's just how well it's it's just you know that that's what makes like competitors compete. So what mm. you're saying is that if you kind of tone down part of you... So, no, it, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. saying that I'm not going to do anything, right? Like, yeah. of course, like, like, like the example I just gave, oh, you don't like it? Okay, I'll take it down. I, I may or may not agree with you, but since you don't like it, and since you, like, since you are the selectors, okay, I'll compromise. I'll take it down. Mm. Not, I, I wasn't even compromising. I was doing exactly what they were unhappy. I was removing exactly what they were unhappy with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, it's still okay. So, so I'm like, okay, what did I do that for? <laughs> so, but, so. but if there's someone that you trust, let's say, I mean, maybe from Singapore Athletics or something, if there's someone yeah. that you trust. I trust Singapore Athletics. Okay. I think they do a fantastic job. Yeah, but, but let's say um, someone there comes and tells you, hey, Ryong, I'm going to, we're going to start like helping monitor your social media a bit more mm-hmm. to make sure that you don't, you don't post, you know, anything that could upset people. Like, uh, you can still post, but it will. You just come through us first, and then you post, lah. And and like they, they, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not that they don't ban you from using social media, but they sort of sanitize uh, it according to what they think. So this is why about. I have a lot of respect for Singapore Athletics, right? Like President Lian, General Manager Shalindran, and then Brian Peck was working there at a point of time as well. They do. They actually were my guarantors to SNOC when I when I went to the Sea Games. Mm-hmm. They were like basically, they were the guarantors that you no, know, they would monitor Surreal's social media behavior. Mm. Oh, they yeah. said it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ryong is to consult them on social media posts before they, so they, they school up. They <laughs> I mean, you see how ridiculous it sounds. You see how ridiculous it so, sounds. Was there a discussion about Cambro Trism? Every one of my friends, like, not just in Singapore, everyone of my friends overseas, they, they, was hap- they look at what's happening between myself and SMC here. They laugh at us. Mm. Mm. They think Singapore is incredibly petty. It's a ridiculous place. It's a, it's a bit of a, Sitcom, sit, 
like sitcom situation. It's not real life. Mm. They're like, uh, it's like uh, because like, you know, my friends in the UK, why didn't you go for this meet? I said, I explained to them clearly why. Is it? What? They didn't select you because of social media posts? Mm. And what did you say? Threesome? And you weren't selected for that? Or you weren't selected for... Like, to them, it's just so bizarre that these things can happen. And it puts mm. Singapore... It, it puts Singapore really in the realm of like authoritarianism almost because mm. it's, it looks like you know, the, the, the corporate suits like mm. um, ruining ruining sports and, every, and, and, and athletes. Mm. Mm. But I, I mean, could, you see, the, the reason why sports is popular is because it's an, ex, it's an escape from everyday reality. If mm. sports was exactly like corporate job or corporate culture, why would anyone watch sports? Just watch, mm. j- just go into the office and look around. I mean, mm. it's incredibly boring, right? Which is why um, you don't watch corporate culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. You watch sports because mm. sports is a celebration of individual um, individuality. Yeah. Sports is a celebration of meritocracy. Mm. I believe that until recently, of course. Sports is a celebration of teamwork. Sports is a celebration of, you know, self-expression. Mm. Mm. With all of this, you can't do in the workplace. I mean, you know, you can't... It's a very, it's a very different in corporate culture. So yeah. you can't copy and paste corporate culture and say, okay, athletes are all expected to behave like primary school kids. Okay, maybe, yeah. maybe not because yeah, they will culture. run like primary yeah. school kids. Sure. Mm. And the athletes that very often the athletes that are like quote unquote well behaved, they aren't actually the best. They're, they're, not, they're not very good athletes. They don't know, they don't know how to fight. They don't yeah. know how to. They, they're not they're not strong people. Sure. They're weak. That's why they they succumb to a a. a uh, and they worship a higher power. Sure, that's not no. what we, that's not what we do. That's not what sports is about. That's sure. not being a champion is about. Sure, yeah. I mean, mm. so uh, maybe not corporate culture, but say, for I mean, like both Shanti and you have spoken about how when you go to the games, it's like the whole team, Singapore team, goes together, like, right? And then you know we've seen even a recent documentary. We saw David Beckham. You know he he was basically Alex Ferguson shipped him out of Man- Manchester United at his in his prime also because they couldn't they couldn't see eye to eye on certain things, right? So is there an argument that even though there is a bunch of individual sports in track and field, you're still thinking of it as a team and if they feel that one person, if the manager of the team feels that there's someone who, you know, like ruffles feathers and, you know, makes everyone on edge, that this person shouldn't be part of the team going there. What do you say to that? Like, I mean, like, but do, like I, do I ruffle feathers? Did any of my teammates complain about me from the recent SEA Games? Uh, mm. I mean, no, like, we haven't heard anything. Zero. Complain, right? Yeah, zero. Yeah. You know why? I'm a very popular man. Everyone loves me. <laughs> <laughs> very humble, very humble. humble. Your, yeah, your yeah, humility. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a very, I'm a very humble, popular man. They all love me. But like, just to build on that a bit, like, um, there, there, there can be like likability, lovability, but if it is someone who is tasked with managing a team of athletes, if they make the call within with whatever info they have based on what they that their strategy, is that wrong if they feel? Because any mm-hmm. coach in the world, any manager in the world of a sports team, and not just team sports, I would imagine, yes, there is some thought like, okay, how can I make this group perform better? Okay, then that's the just. Tell me the justification. Tell me, Ryong. You know, we feel that you know you're disruptive. Yada yada yada. You know, like you know the other team, your teammates don't like you, complain about you. They feel that even though you go and you win medals, you make them perform worse. And therefore, mm. even though we win one medal from you, we lose five from other people. Fine, tell me that so that mm. I can I, I can tell you that's not the case. Yeah, I make people perform better. 
people around me have told me that they spend time with me, they get inspired, and therefore they perform better. Because mm. you go and speak to any of my teammates, speak to Sean, speak to Sean Go, speak to uh, Jivanesh, all these guys who have run their best races when they are with me mm. or with something that I've done to coach and guide them. And I'm, that's, that's quite interesting because I've actually started a coaching team. I've started coaching a team in London and mm. um, three Brits and one German athlete. Um, they seem to enjoy it. I get positive feedback. I know I'm an inspirational person. I know I can motivate people to achieve success in sport and especially in distance running because that is where my expertise lies. Mm. Now, do I ruffle feathers? I'm sure I ruffle some feathers because I'm a strong personality and people don't like strong... Like, Potentially, other people who want to be the alpha, they don't like strong personalities. They want to be the one in charge. They want you to suck up to them. I'm mm. not going to do that. Mm. It's not me. I'm my own person. If I never run for Singapore again, I've said this many times before, I st I would still be completely fine. No, I'm okay. Like, I would still run for Singapore. You know why? Because Sing Singapore athletics will still send me for meets, mm. Asian championships, world championships. I got invited to the Asian and world championships last year. I, I didn't go for either because I was focusing on Asian games. Mm. And I didn't get selected for that. So... Mm. Um, World Cross Country Championships in March. Oh, so that is not under the jurisdiction the of The only SNOC. four games under SNOC are the words with games in there. Mm. Sea Games, Asian Games, Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games. Oh, okay. I see. Everything else, I can represent Singapore for. So you are mm. still representing and, Singapore? Uh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people, I mean, most people don't get a difference because, uh, again, our appreciation for, uh, our average person's appreciation for sport in Singapore is not very nuanced mm -hmm. because we don't have a sports culture. Mm. That's uh, another conversation. You know, we we just we just I, I would still be fine if I never went for another Sea Games or Asian Games. It's just that every time I'm not selected, it destroys Singapore sports, the rep the reputation of Singapore sports, because there's that controversy. Why is he not selected? Da, 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 da. I mean if I was SNOC, just let me go, what, what damage can I do when I'm there? Mm. I'm not gonna do any damage when I'm there. I went to Sea Games, there's no damage done when I'm there. Mm. But you create damage when you don't select me and then it becomes an issue then I have to say something, SAA has to say something, Olympic Council has to say something, and people agree or disagree. Mm. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't think SNOC won any positive PR from mm. their decision. Mm. But, but, uh, I, I mean, don't think they did. Yeah. I mean, any positive PR. But so they need about, to ask their PR person what they're doing. Talking mm. about positive PR about things, right? I did read your Facebook posts uh, after the decision was made by, uh, announced and everything like and there was, I mean, there was more than one, and I think there was even a more conciliatory note. Yeah, because I'm a written. very, I'm a very nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote something quite, quite like conciliatory with Tan Chuan Jin, like, specifically, right? About I mean, you know, you people screw up things happen. Honestly, right? at that point, my initial reaction was rage because I was like. Mm, rage. Like, yeah, I was like, this bugger, the last three years you've been screwing someone else. You you, you try to be a you try to expose role model behavior, good conduct, all that kind of stuff. When you are cheating on your wife, you are lying to your family, you are lying to the church. Mm. I have zero respect for you. And I was mm. just I was just like, Can I you know what? His whole life just turned upside down overnight. Mm. Um probably gonna lose his family. Definitely lost his job. Mm. I'm not sure if he's going to probably lose his mistress as well. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> want So I was like, okay, like, actually his whole life just turned upside down. Mm. I would have loved to con uh, reconcile with him in sports at some point, but that opportunity has also gone. He's never going to come back to sports. Mm. Mm. Tan doesn't do sports. He he's not a very sporty guy. He's only there because of his political connections. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, probably... 
and I saw he deleted all his social media. Probably never going to see him again for a long time. So just be a bit nice and encourage people that, you know, we all make, we all do make mistakes. His mm. is a very public mistake and he's a very serious, grave mistake. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, men cheat on their wives. Yeah. It happens. It, I, it's not acceptable, but in society, of course, but it happens. It's just mm. that he's stupid. Like, he wouldn't do it with another uh, okay. member but, of but parliament. So, yeah. it, hypothetically, if you had a chance to like actually meet him, what would you say to Tan I'll say hello, man. Like, how's it going, man? Are well, we you're in luck, real. <laughs> Come on out, drop it. <laughs> uh, no one knows where he is. No man. one knows, no yeah. Yeah, I, I even I have friends who like, they volunteer in like Marine Parade. Yeah. And like on his team and he just ghosted them as well because mm. he just retreated off the face of the earth. Mm. Um, so so, so it's quite interesting like, because to me, to me that, that shows no accountability, no balls. Because mm. You know, if you make a mistake, you, you come out and you admit it, you take the heat, you take the brunt of it. I mean, I've taken heat for, for things that I don't even think are mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've taken things heat for things that are mistakes, you know, like, like you know, challenging authority, um, as justified as I feel might be, might be a mistake. Mm. Might be a PR mistake, might be a selection mistake, whatever. I bear the brunt of it. Yeah. I don't turn tail and run. Yes, mm. in general. Mm. General, general, go and hide. Will you go to war with this man? <laughs> I don't know. So, so you know, just now you mentioned you you felt rage, and I'm sure when you didn't get selected, there must have been rage also. So how 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 did you channel that, or how did okay? You no, there was no rage when I was not selected. There was no, no rage, rage when I was no not selected rage. because I was just, I mean, at that point, I was just like, it's more disappointment that these some someone obviously, someone or some people have not let go, mm. and they continue mm. to pick on inconsequential stuff and continue to destroy Singapore sports, continue to destroy Singapore distance running. I can contribute very positively to distance running. Mm. I'm a good athlete. I'm a good motivator. I'm a good coach. I've, got, I've gotten this feedback from multiple sources. I don't, I don't feel the need to publicize it, but since we're on the topic, mm. I can be a force for good in Singapore sports, but if you want to continually pick on these things, we're going to be stuck in this situation and that's fine by me. I can focus on my own stuff. But, um, I was not, I didn't feel rich. I mm. felt rage when, when Chuan Jin himself, the president of the SNLC was caught with all that stuff because I was just like, come on, man. Like, okay, fine. You want to, you want to hold me to a abnormally high standard compared to other athletes. That's one thing. But it's another thing when you yourself are, 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 are mm, so messed mm, up mm. and then you're trying to judge other people. Mm, mm. Mm. And he got a lot of, I think, I, based on the comments I, I saw online every now and then, he, he got a lot of heat, but he also got a lot of heat linking it back to my case, yeah, which was yeah. which was incredibly funny and like you know, just, on our podcast. Uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, <laughs> yes. It just come out, comes full circle, so, you know. So, so like how, how do you deal with that rage? Or how how, how do you typically because you know you mentioned that, that, yeah. that, that that's what makes you an athlete, you know, you're a fighter. So yeah. how Okay, so I channeled it by, you know, number one, I believe number one made me believe more in karma. So I might convert to Buddhism because I, that was karma at its finest. Mm. <laughs> Not to mention my wife now is Buddhist. Yeah. Um, but um, I was like, you know what? Fuck getting angry at these people. Waste mm. of energy, waste of time. Let's be productive. What I'm going to do, I'm going to choose a race that I can train for, focus on that, perform well there, and let that be the final say. Mm. And I think I managed to do that in, in Valencia. In the Valencia half marathon, yeah. And you broke the 10k road record and, and the, the half marathon, half marathon record. record. Yeah. So with that, I 
I now managed to own all the distance records, like 5,000 meter track, 5K road, 10,000 meter track, 10K road, half marathon, marathon. So no, no, no one has ever owned like three, let alone six. So that was, uh, that was a nice, that was a nice, uh, that was a nice end to the, to and when you were the running, product, like, the end product of the whole situation. Yeah. I think, I think you mentioned before what you think about when you're running and all, but was, yeah. was this part of like, did it give you that extra, extra There's push? a bit of motivation for sure. Cause yeah. it's like, you know what? Um, I, I think we all, we all draw, we all draw motivation from various sources. Mm. Right. And I think that while these, th- I would never ever try to use like un- negative stuff. Okay. Like, Negative stuff can make strong motivations. I just prefer to usually look for positive stuff to motivate myself. But when something like negative like that happens, you use it as motivation. It can be become very powerful. Mm. Become very give you the extra itch. Mm. Makes you hungrier. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah. like it. Um, what's the saying? It's hard to get out of bed and run when you're in two thousand dollars silk pajamas, mm-hmm. right? Like mm. if you're if you're rich and you're comfortable, you don't really have that itch. Fine. Well, yeah, when you when when you're trying to overcome something, that's when you have the itch. Mm, when you're pushed into yeah. a corner, almost. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I'm 32 years old this year. I'm not a young man anymore. Like I'm still young, but okay, so I'm still a young. I'm still young, but I'm no longer like a 20 something year young man. Mm. But the fact that you know, I, I've rewritten every single Singapore record now, every single Singapore record has been set after I passed the age of 30. Wow. Like, the like distance 30, records. Distance. Okay, sorry. The 5K was when I was 29, almost 30. Two weeks before I turned 30. Everything else is. I'm either 30, 31, or 32. And what tends to be the peak for distance runners? For many years in Singapore, like people believe that 23, 25 uh, was the peak. I think Mark Ingram peaked 23 to 25. Um, most of the other d- former record holders peaked, uh, like, like, you know, Supaya and all these guys, they peaked maybe mid-20s. Mm. So, like, I'm already getting, like, like a lot of excitement from the master's runners because they're like, hey, Rayong, you know, you're 32 years old, you're still improving. We hit thirty five. You're gonna be a masters runner. You know, we can't wait for you to come and like, like, you know, really show how it's done. Like, you know, because they they are excited to see someone who in the thirties, uh, continue to achieve. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think when I was younger, I was more relatable to the twenty years and maybe the 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 JC kids. Now, you know, Gen Z, I may be less relatable to them. I don't know, but what who I'm getting who I'm getting um. Who is getting inspired now is the masters runners. Those in the thirties mm. were like, hey, how come how come this guy is 30, 30 something years old? Globally, thinking, globally, like amongst the the world record holders and all, what they well, tend to peak at what age? Exactly. So that's a very good uh follow up question. Kipchoge just Kipchoge set the world record last year and he was very close to forty. Really? Yeah. Kelvin Kipton has broken his record, but he declares age twenty four. I doubt. I think. I think he's lying about his age. I think he's more like 28, 29, I think mm. because his like, you look at his the wrinkles on his face and everything. Not to mention that age fraud is incredibly rampant in Kenya because when you're, you have all these 20-something-year-old guys who fake their age as 18 so they can go to world juniors and um, it just looks better on paper when you run 27 minutes for 10K at the age of 18 versus you're 25 years I old. See, I see, I see. Mm, yeah. You can win world junior championships. You can like get sponsored because you know, sponsors also like if two guys, one is 27, one is 18. 18 makes more sense. Yeah, 18 more sense. Like, mm, but yeah. Like, yeah, so, but age fraud is so rampant. You still have many years ahead of you, la. For me, I I really believe that I figured out a way to train now where A is sustainable and B I don't get injured. And I think that was a struggle for many years because it was always like you know how much is too much intensity and volume. You're trying to find the right balance. You get it wrong, you get injured. You don't you you train too little, you don't get fit. So I managed to find a a very consistent program, mm. which is why that you know now I'm on the roll. I'm a, I went to Valencia in very good shape. This year has been very positive. I think I said. I set four national records this year. Mm. 
missed one in the SEA Games 5,000 meter final by a couple seconds. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, it's been a good year. I look mm. forward to next year because next year I'm also going to be coaching my group of runners in London for the London Marathon. Mm. So that's going to be a exciting, exciting development. And yeah, you know, I and if any Singaporeans want to come over to London and, and run, I'll be more than happy to guide them as well. But I'm very happy where I'm at. I mean, we're, we're, so sorry, uh, we're, we're recording this end of November and you also have the Standard Chartered Marathon coming up On in Sunday, a few days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a few days. So and that's be- the National Championship. National Championship is back. Yeah. So Singapore Marathon, um, I mean, no, they're not, they're not, they're not, full disclaimer, I'm an ambassador for the event, but they didn't mm. pay me to come on here and say all this. But like, I think they've done well to recover from COVID. Mm. They brought the National Championships back. Uh, Singapore Marathon is always a special event for for the local community because mm. you know Singapore we are we are a small country but we have a pretty decent running 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 scene. Mm. Now I think a lot of people still don't know how to train properly for a marathon which is where I'm looking forward to guiding people if they ever want to take marathon advice from someone who has done it pretty well I can give that advice I can help people and the this race is something we all get excited about because the rest of the year people go to Korea, Japan, Spain, Australia to run marathons because it gives you a better time. But you know, who can prove it in in the race that matters, you know? The tough one. The humid the, one. The hot and humid one. <laughs> <laughs> the hot, the hot and humid marathon where it's challenging. And some guys they can run well in the cool, they cannot run well in the hot. Some guys yeah. run better in the hot, but not much difference in the cool weather. But like, you know, if you can win in Singapore against your fellow Singaporeans, like when everything matters and it's all on the line and top price is like ten thousand dollars. So it's like it's quite a cool setup. Mm. and yeah it's, it's it's the toughest of all the marathons I run because of the heat and humidity mm. and the need to you know adjust your expectations pace and all that kind of stuff but if you pull it off like it's satisfying mm. and yeah. you'll be competing in which the marathon the marathon okay, yeah, okay, the, marathon. Okay. yeah mm. the half marathon there's also a category so Sean Go is doing that that, that one Sean, Sean went into Valencia that, that, was, that, that was an example you know I I got to know Sean because the SEA Games, he was my apartment mate, very, fairly inexperienced runner. Mm. Uh, spoke to him about, you should try overseas races, you know, like you might be able to set a good time. Uh, net, I Through my network, I connected him with the race director of Valencia, got him a sub-elite spot so he could start like near the front. Mm. He ran below one hour, 10 minutes and became only the third Singaporean ever to run below one hour, 10 minutes. Oh, after shit. myself mm. and Mong Inran. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, like I never thought I'd be in this kind of company. So mm. doing very well, he'll be racing the half marathon and a lot of my training partners, um, Darren, Chongqi, the guys who train here in Singapore with me when I'm here, they're also doing the, the half marathon distance. So yeah, mm. it's great. And you know, this if it's done well, um, it's going to be an event that everyone can look forward to every single year. But yeah. Mm. So, oops. Yeah. Uh, just anything, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The mic, one of the mics just popped. But uh, I did want to... Uh, just also ask uh, about the you know the you know this this Asian Games I yes. think for a lot of Singaporeans they you know they saw it as a very very proud happy occasion because Shanti Pereira you know sprint queen won the gold and everything uh, yeah but, I, didn't, I didn't watch the race so I, I, I don't know I was, I, was, okay. I was in class okay um, but, but I mean yeah but my question was like for your from your perspective how do you feel about the singapore teams you know like should we all be how how should you feel about how do you feel about it like do you feel happy for the team or 
is there still like residual like oh you know this whole thing was just so screwed up and everything generally how do you feel about the Asian games for Singapore la? I, I didn't pay any attention to the Asian games from Singapore because I mean I wasn't there I was doing my mm. own stuff in London mm. so no reason to care I mean like I'm very happy for Shanti that she won in fact regardless of how she did at the Asian games and you I, I did I did I did post this on social media like mm. regardless of how she did I was incredibly proud of her because of how much she overcome uh, you know getting dropped from the spec scholarship back in 2018 because her performance she was injured so her performance yeah. was not good they just dropped her man mm. <laughs> they dropped mm. her so she had lost like lots of support overnight SMU dropped her from the Yip Pin Siu scholarship because her grades were not good mm. which I thought was extremely odd because it was a sports scholarship but you know welcome to Singapore um yeah, sports scholarships shouldn't like sports scholarships, and then you have to maintain a certain GPA average when you're trying to when like I, I think it was she had to maintain like a three point five GPA or something like that. It was oh, really? it, it, it was quite difficult, oh. you know. It wasn't like easy. Yeah. Uh, I know another. I I know another athlete that dropped from a NUS sports scholarship because she couldn't maintain a second upper status. Mm-hmm. She was a law student, so I was like, you know how hard second upper is, and then yeah. like she has to train and compete. That, that, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me but yeah Shanti got dropped from two scholarships in 2018 she overcame that uh, almost quit in um, 2021 I believe I think Coach Luis convinced her to push on like I love Coach Luis I love Shanti they're both good friends of mine I will always root for them and I'm happy that they got it done you know because this was her year like mm. I, I, I really think if she had missed the Asian Games gold medal this year it would never have happened Mm, she's going to be in her 30s the next Asian Games and sprints, yeah. sprints is slightly different distance you know you don't necessarily uh, have that long a runway so you know she hit it with the iron's heart you know she she got it this year and like, it's fantastic yeah she was actually she, she picked up a check for like $300,000 yesterday or something like that oh. yeah is that public information? yeah, yeah it was oh. reported it was okay, reported okay, okay, yeah okay. uh, $200,000 for the gold, gold $100,000 for the 100 meter silver mm. $10,000 for the 200 meter uh, sea Games gold and five hundred, five thousand dollars for the hundred meters Sea Games gold as well. So, wow, yeah, we gotta yeah. get him back on the podcast yeah. and ask for a treat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> twenty, uh, I will, I will caveat that twenty percent of that goes to Singapore uh, Athletics. Sure, but the yeah. current, the current Singapore Athletics team, I think they deserve it. They've worked very hard to. Mm. I mean, you know, I had this protest in twenty seventeen where I protested mm. giving because that that team didn't help shit, but mm. th- this team has done a very good job. So it's a testament to. How much the management of the uh, a good management can help because if Lian, Lian, Marinda, and this current management board, board of directors like management committee hadn't won the election, taken over, I guarantee you Shanti would not have got a medal at this year's Asian Games. Mm. They helped immensely to the prep with the prep with the preparation and organized stuff and everything. Still a lot of room to improve in certain areas, but you know we are all works in progress, mm. and they've mm. done a good job. They've very flipped it over. But but have yeah. you ever thought about one day you know joining the management of Singapore mm. Athletics or even SNOC, you know to create the change from within? Yeah, um, I think it's a lot easier said than done. Mm. Uh, I think that at this point of time, I have no like, especially if I'm going to be working with people that are policing like athletes, social media, I'll just fucking waste my time, bro. Mm. <laughs> I got back things to do, you know, like I can, I can coach, I can create a positive impact that way if I'm not running, you know, I can run, I can coach, um, I can, I can work in, uh, I, there's so many things outside of sports that I haven't explored yet. So I'll be keen to explore different jobs, different countries, mm. world is your oyster. Mm. I, I don't have to be locked up in an office at SNOC like talking about 
who should be selected and who's not, especially based on things Running like Running, branding, workshop, workshops yeah. and all. I mean, I would, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll kill myself if I worked at SNOC and they told me to, this guy, find reasons to disqualify him and I have to go and transcribe this this podcast here like that. And like, <laughs> and then, like, you know, like, come bro threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Waste of life, you know. I pity whoever had to do that. Uh, oh, oh, I see. So, so, I mean, like, speaking of things that are outside of running, right now, I mean, you've been studying law, you're in your final year. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and you've been running in the UK as well, yeah. training hard. Um, like, what, what, what is in the n- next one or two years? Are you, are you going to still be training for the next games, the next SEA Games? And yeah, I will be that? training. I mean, I will be training as an athlete to keep myself fit. And mm. I will be training for the SEA Games because I approach every SEA Games with the assumption that I will be selected because mm. I deserve to be selected. Mm. I'm the best. Mm. I... I'm a good role model. I have good conduct. There shouldn't be any reason to disqualify me. If you want to dig through your stuff and you find something, then that's another story. Um, I will be coaching my group in London. Hopefully, we can get some good performances there. I, I have one, I, one athlete in particular I think is extremely talented and I think he can go places for the UK. So I really hope that works out. I really believe in, you know, if you're lucky enough to find something you love in life, like throw your heart and soul into it and see where it takes you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I found that with not just running, but, you know, like sharing that joy and like helping to develop mm. uh, equally passionate people. I'm not going to waste my time with people who are not passionate. Mm. I, don't have, I don't have to beg you to come and run. But, you know, if you're equally, if you're, ta- if you're interested, you're passionate, you have some talent, you want to nurture it, like I think I do, an, I, I do a good job of... Uh, nurturing that was there a new thing like a new thing for you that this passion that you discovered in I've coaching? always I've always coached um, but it's the first time I'm running a group ah, I've always coached okay. remotely I've given advice um, I coached the Filipino national champion actually in, 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 he was one of my rivals who got kicked off the national team Rafael Polikut so he asked me for a program I coached him in 2018 he won the Filipino national championships mm. And they took him back onto the team because oh, he, nice. beat, he beat their national team with oh. my guidance. After all, it took was like nine, nine, ten weeks. Mm-hmm. That was because my program was a lot. I mean, like my understanding, my program was a lot. I, I feel it was a lot more structured than whatever he was doing before. So mm. I mean, the standards of coaching are very low in this region. I, I mean, I cannot understate that. I, I, I wouldn't trust many coaches with, uh, my program. In fact, even the coach I trust the most in Singapore, Stephen Quack, he. He's a great coach. Um, he's a he's a he's a very he's a very old school like disciplined coach. His his idol is actually Sir Alex Ferguson, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah, Menu fan as well. Uh, so about apart from being a Menu fan, he's a great guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, nice that you had to point it out. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, Stephen Quirk, I I owe a lot to him. I met him when I was a JC kid. Um, I learned a lot from him, but I've also developed a lot of my own philosophy regarding training regarding uh teaching regarding like motivation mm-hmm. um i'm more i would i'm definitely more progressive and why wouldn't i be you know i'm a lot younger mm-hmm. uh, Stephen quite is more old school but i think it's a good blend you know like the discipline of the old school approach with a, a bit more of an approachable a more progressive a more progressive approach that uh that works with the younger runners these days mm-hmm. especially in europe you know in in, in europe it's more progressive. You can't just yell at people and tell them what to do. You can do that mm. in Japan and China. Mm. You can't. You can't. You can't do that in the UK. Mm. Yeah. So, so then, what does it mean to say you are running a group? That means I'm the. I, 
I mean, uh, they call me the coach of the group. I, mm. I just say I'm the mentor of the group, the leader of the group. We meet every Tuesday at a track. We meet every Saturday in, uh, on the roads. And in between, I so I, I have this Excel, I have this like Google sheet that I, I write people's programs. Like like one two, like this person, this person, this person, Monday to Sunday, I plan how your week looks like. What mm-hmm. do you do? And then like, you know, feedback after every hard session, feedback, how you're feeling, plan mm-hmm. what races to go for, what are your goals? I mean, a lot of it is like getting intrinsic motivation from that person. So you don't tell people what to do. I mean, I believe you don't tell people what to do. You say, what do you want to do? How do you plan to get there? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is how I think you can get there. And like, this is what you have to do. You know, you're making this mistake in training, that mistake in training. Like, we need to do this and that, this and that. And I think I explain things. I, I, I can simplify and explain things quite well. I think mm. that's one of the skills that I have and I've been complimented on that. So I, uh, I'm i thankful that I can because some people, they're very smart but they can't simplify things or they can't explain things in a simple manner. Mm. Yeah, So I managed to do that with running and I think it really helps. So yeah. so then, you know, like um, there's been Training. a lot of things that you you know you do well, right? So if I were to ask you, like what do you think is something, is there any part of you that you think you need to work on that you want to work on? Um, no, I don't have any weaknesses. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, I mean, and I think, um, let's, let's, let's have a think about that. I think that, um, okay, like, uh, I think for some examples, I, I can be quite, um, okay, so many times your strengths are intertwined with your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, like, I'm a go-getter, no nonsense, you know, like, I know, I know what it takes, but a lot of, a lot of the same runners that now work, like now are uh, getting, like now I'm leading them, I'm coaching them, whatever you want to call it. Um, They used to think I was quite arrogant because mm. the way I talk about training, I was just like, no, that's a bullshit session. Why why, why, why would you do that? Mm. I, 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 I just call it as it is. Like, you know, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to listen for two hours or like, I'm not going to listen for 30 minutes about someone talking about his training and just like, not quietly. I'm like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. That doesn't make sense. Mm. That, I mean, actually that's quite dumb. Mm. Yeah. Better they hear it sooner than later, but that approach can be quite direct and uh, some people, you can, you, can, you can rub people the wrong way, you can mm. cross their arrogant, but you know, if they can't take it, then no, don't run with me, like, you know, go, go do your own program and, and get injured. I, I don't care. Um, so, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's the, that's the flip side where I'm not sure if you can ever be everything to anyone, add to everything to everyone. You, you can be an extremely popular person. I think I mean, look at politicians, right? You have a wide spectrum. Some mm. people are very, dis- some ministers are incredibly disliked. Some are more popular, like Taman, I, agree. I think they did a great job of managing um, things in such a way that even if you are an opposition supporter, you find it very hard to say something negative about mm-hmm. Taman. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I monitored the presidential elections. I think all people, negative they had to say was, oh, he's part of the system. How different can he be? Mm. But it wasn't like, you know, he did this or he said that or, mm. you know, like, He's an asshole because of this. You don't see much of that. You see it with the other guys, mm-hmm. um, not with not with Taman. So, I guess we can all we can all improve. And um, many times, I think that I can improve. I mean, I can probably articulate better. I can maintain my cool better. I can try and stay more professional and get a better outcome while saying the same message. Mm. Um, like I mean, I think you can, you can kind of tell that when I'm annoyed at something. I just say it as it is, even though sometimes maybe 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 it's better to just shut up and and like wait for the and like think things through, wait for the opportune time. Mm. So these are the things that I would certainly like to work on. And I think that reflection is certainly useful. And I think I've definitely reflected on things that have happened in the past and like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said this. Maybe I shouldn't have said this, maybe I shouldn't have said that. 
maybe I shouldn't have listened to this person. Maybe I should have listened to that person. Mm. But I think hindsight is 50, uh, 2020. And I think mm. we all have things that we can improve on. But I, yeah, there's definitely things that I'll be conscious of moving mm. forward. No more, yeah. no more threesome jokes. No more threesome no, jokes. No, I'll, I'll still make threesome <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are not wrong. Yeah. Screw you if you think that deserves a non-selection. <laughs> <laughs> threesome, possum, so all you, those jokes. Like, you need to get laid if you're like you're, the stick is that far up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So, so that means in the coming week, the most immediate thing is the standard charter marathon. Yeah, and Sunday, after that, you'll be back in the UK. Yeah, then I fly back Monday. Um, I've actually not seen my wife for almost two and a half. Going to be on three months now because mm. we got married and then we went long distance right away. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's finishing her 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 education in Shanghai. I'm finishing my education in London and then and then we'll try and maybe settle down. She she's actually okay, so she my, my my wife, a little bit about my wife. Her name is Natasha. Mm. Natasha, not Natasha, but mm. Natasha is a Thai name. And she she grew up near Bangkok, like one of the provinces around Bangkok uh, Bangkok, I think it's um Nontaburi. Nontaburi, mm. Thailand. So Pretty cool experience going to a place. It's like kind of walking through a rainforest, like very beautiful, mm. very kampongish. When it rains, you can actually like take your boat and row oh, row really? out of the house to to the Bangkok River. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, cool experience, and I'm very fortunate that I managed to you know find a partner from a very different like background, very different mm. culture. Because I think I learned so much just by uh spending time with someone from a different culture. Mm. Um, and yeah, she, she, she. I'm very fortunate I met someone that is willing to like do long distance and still date because mm. we we see each other like maybe one third of the year one third of the year oh when mm. you said do long distance I thought she runs also no no she does not she does not run she does not run she's the long furthest thing from a long distance runner <laughs> yeah she and like you know like she's, she should see me coaching all these uh, people and she's like oh you can also coach me I'm like you don't listen to me how the F am I supposed to coach you because uh, uh, yeah. like she, she she's a very nice person yeah. she's very nice to all my friends she'll be very nice to both of you uh, but she's yeah. completely different with me it's like when she's with me she's the queen <laughs> oh, she's the Ruyong yeah. in your life, right? I'm too unique. There's only one of me. <laughs> no, so I must give you credit for your professionalism because the last time when we were supposed oh. to record when you were back in Singapore, you told me at the last minute, hey, bro, sorry, I really can't because I'm getting married tomorrow. But how about I come the day after? Then we were like, hey, Ruyong, you just got married. Just go enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but you still wanted to try to record the podcast. Yeah. I remember that. And I was like, no, man, wow, this guy, he sticks... Sticks to his word, but yeah, just you just got married. Spend time Thanks, with man. your wife. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I actually wanted to come the day after, and I think we may have talked about it. But then what happened was that I had a few drinks. Obviously, it was my ROM. Uh, got a bit drunk, and then <laughs> in, in my, I, I mean, I wasn't like you know, I wasn't uh, like 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 an idiot, right? But I, I was like hide high and then I think the friends wanted to go to Sentosa the next day go yeah. to the university I said okay I take you not forgetting that we had the podcast yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. I think the next day I, I said sorry yeah, you can't make sorry, it sorry yeah. I think I promised yesterday I need to take them to Universal Studios oh yeah so that was what happened on yes, the day yes, itself yes, you said sorry I promised to take because I got married yesterday but maybe we can reschedule yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. what you got married yesterday and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you <laughs> sent us a selfie of yourself with a bunch of like uh Thai, Thai yeah, those women. were her friends that had yeah, come down yeah, from yeah. Thailand at yeah. Universal Studios. To prove, so we're like, yeah, that's to that's prove real. that you yeah. were there, and <laughs> we were like, oh, Ruyong, solid. You <laughs> wasn't just ghosting us, like, yeah. Because yeah, the thing is, to use an excuse, I got married yesterday. We we're like, okay, like, this guy's not faking it, like, like that's, that's <laughs> probably the worst excuse to think of, like, as a fake yeah. excuse. Yeah. yeah, it was great. You know, her friends came over. We had a good time. Um, uh-huh. 
Can, we, can, we, can I just register? I'm very glad to see that, you know, uh, I mean, in spite of all that that was happening, because we, I think we were quite like worried like, in some sense of like how you would react to things like that. And, you know, I mean, it can be very, make someone very angry, very bitter. Yeah, we were that. pissed. We were so pissed ah, off. Like, ah. yeah. So I'm very happy to see that. I mean, yeah, like, there was maybe a moment of rage, but also, uh, yeah, like, you are, you're also just like, okay, fine. And moving on. And still being able to represent Singapore, maybe not in the games, but in other things. Mm. And uh, yeah, and getting married and, you know, just moving on with life and not being so caught up with things from, you know, jokes from the past or even like podcasts and things like that. Yeah, because yeah. I think I'm a very magnanimous professional man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good role model. <laughs> yeah, you need to work on your just, arrogance. Yeah, extremely yeah, humble as well. <laughs> It would be nice if just yeah, ended yeah, yeah, You yeah, already yeah, ended yeah, off yeah, in yeah, a very yeah. humble yeah, way. Solid but... improvement. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta keep people guessing. <laughs> yeah. hey, oh, hey, are we done? Uh, I mean, now now we just have that final segment ah, of the okay, one okay, show okay. thing. Yeah. Ah, yeah. As usual, time flies. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. here I feel like one hour, like two hours feels like thirty minutes. Oh, and solid, yeah. man. Yeah. It's like uh, you could run a marathon in this in this time. Yeah. This yeah time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the final section is the the one show thing. We give you a bit of a heads up. Mm. Uh, Terence, you have your your, your one show thing. Uh, my one show thing is actually just the NBA regular season this year. They they're doing something quite different. That's quite interesting. They're doing a, introducing a in season tournament because what they found that over the years nobody follows the regular season anymore. Everyone just like whatever and then just watches the playoffs, right? So they wanted to make it more competitive by planting a mid season tournament in the mm. middle of the season, and it's quite interesting because. Uh, yeah, like, it's basically like Champions League format, like, you know, group stage and then have that knockout stage. And uh, I think whoever wins, the team that wins the mid-season tournament, every player gets $500,000 or something. Nice. So there is actually motivation and it's sort of reinvented and reinvigorated the NBA regular season, uh, making the, the, you know, the matches in November, October actually consequential for the first time. Yeah. So it's actually quite fun because, the yeah, everyone's actually like playing very hard and it makes it worth watching again. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. Will, Which is uh, your team? My, I, 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 I'm all for like the old old people doing well. So LeBron, Steph okay. Curry, they're all like, like late 30s already. Awesome. I'm very happy to see that they're still like playing very well. Uh. Yeah. So, so I'm rooting for, for these guys, uh, the older guys. Yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. My one shock thing is also related to sports, also related to older sportsmen. Mm. Uh, because like um, the, the one thing I remember when watching... Premier League in Singapore and all there used to be the panel commentators like even now I mean it's been there for a long time but in the UK now I think I mentioned some pundits like Gary Neville and Roy Keane who used to be legendary players now they are pundits but there's this one show where there's uh, Thierry Henry Jamie Carragher and Micah Richards and Kate Abdo and they have a four person kind of like panel show la. and uh, I mean, I know like for people who don't watch soccer, you might wonder who the hell these people are. But these people were all, or at least Thierry Henry and Jamie Carragher were legends. legends yeah. Micah Richards was a guy who came out like with so much potential, <laughs> mm. but didn't really reach that potential. Like. But the dynamic between the four of them, they are so entertaining to watch. Yes. It's like almost, you know, NBA has that show with Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley and yeah, the TNT. Yeah, yeah. So these four, they, they joke and I, I mean, I grew up like hating Liverpool and hating people like Jam- Jamie Carragher, but I love him. He's mm. so funny and just their dynamic. And I think it's more fun because we saw them play and then yeah. now talking, hearing them talk, it's like the old school mentality towards like, like some of the stuff you say, like, which I also agree. If you're sports, you go in, you're fighting a war, you know, like you don't in the tunnel, you shake hands again before the game all you're like <laughs> fucking no man you 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 till the final minute 
So they all have that same spirit. So it's nice to watch. Like. It's very entertaining. Uh. And they're not very filtered also, right? Yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, SNLC yeah. will have banned all of them. Like. <laughs> <laughs> if they're Singaporean, you know. All banned, all banned. No Thierry Henry, yeah, no yeah, Jamie yeah. Carragher. Thierry Henry handball. And then I remember in, yeah. when he represented yeah, France, yeah, oh, these correct, guys are cheater. Yeah, yeah. Zinedine, no, he can't represent. I mean, Zinedine, people like Zinedine Zidane also will be dropped. Oh, like, yeah. Like a red card or... So I think uh, issues with our society, like, you know, like, you know, culture, culture, the culture yeah. that we set, I think some questions to be asked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my one shock thing is that, you no, know, for the first time in four years, the Singapore Marathon National Championships is back. I mean, yeah. that's mm. the, I mean, if you're in the running community, that's the big news of the year, of the week, really, because we're running in, today is Thursday, we're running on in three days time on Sunday, 4.30 a.m. on Sunday, and it finishes at a national stadium. So, um... Honestly, I have my doubts if Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon would recover from COVID, but mm. they have managed to rebound and I look forward to racing there this weekend, mm. um, Sunday. That's be awesome. cool. And it's the first time since, like, the last edition was 2019, is it? End of 2019. 2019. Oh, there was no run last year. I thought... There was a run last year, but it was, like, you know, half scale. Oh. oh. Yeah, like, no national oh. championships. Oh. Hugely reduced, like, price purse so it didn't, mm. get, didn't get much interest from the local community but when they got you as an ambassador they never go through your social media and like ask you to remove posts or... never <laughs> la. well, they, know, they know I'm awesome that's what they got me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon congratulations welcome back uh, we, we we love this race because it's our home race uh, we all want to do well there mm. uh, and now with hopefully the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon back, we hope we can discover new talents and mm-hmm. you know move forward from here. You know, as someone who has been running marathons for, oh, this will be my ninth. This will be my twelfth marathon, and I've been running marathons for nine years. I think that you know I managed to get gain a certain level of like experience. Mm. Um, starting to get to the point of my career where I'm happy to take on athletes and mentor them. So if you ever want to have running advice, you can be fast, slow, working, professional, whatever, whatever you want to do, just send me a message on Instagram or email. My email oh. is soruiyong at runsofast.com and I mm. I think I'm entering the phase of life, my life where I, I want to share experiences and you know, give back. hopefully make better runners. Yeah, And yeah. your Instagram is also? Runsofast. And that's R-U-N-S-O-H-F-A-S-T. Exactly. Solid, man. Mm. Awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us again, hey, uh, Ryong. And for all you listening, remember, just follow us on Apple, Spotify, social media, hit subscribe, notifications. And if you want to e- work with us, you can reach us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good job, man.